1: Welcome to the Week 10 edition of Hit That Line. I am your host, Zach Barry. Ben Woodhouse, Austin Gray here with us as well. Nicholas Carr is working. So he is not with us, but he has sent us his locks. We will get to that momentarily before we get into Ole Miss Texas AM. Do want to remind you, this show, as it is each and every week, brought to you by the good folks at homefieldapparel.com. Go to the website, get you some merch. The olmus collection is there, and when you go to checkout, make sure to use promo code TOC23. Weather is getting quite nippy. It has been in the low 40s, high 30s the last couple days. Big cold front. Maybe you want to get a hoodie quarter zip bomber jacket all of that and more at homefieldapparel.com check it out and when you do promo code TOC23 for 15% off your first purchase gentlemen good evening welcome into the week 10 edition how we doing
2: doing good oh yeah good week was a good, week. I,
3: was a good week. you know I got back on the winning track did y'all as well
2: no I did not did just, I was uh, the albatross had, around our necks last week
3: I had one and two week as well. Uh, Austin rolling out a two and four over the last two weeks. Yeah, you,
2: there <laughs> won't there won't be a worse bet we make this season than Purdue last week. They are atrocious. Like Nebraska yeah. had walk ons at offensive line at receiver, their starting running back was out, and Purdue still couldn't do anything against Nebraska.
1: I tried to also I tried shout to, out.
2: Go ahead. Zach.
1: Well, I was gonna say I tried to ride the JMU wagon. We hit some mud. Uh, didn't cover the 19 and a half against old dirty minion, but uh, Nick, he's not here to uh, get his flowers, but we'll, we'll mail them to him. He went three and O big week for him, but uh, still the group is clicking on all cylinders. We're 63 and 45 overall. Uh, ben is leading the pack at 17 and 10. Nick and Austin are wow. 15 and 12 and I'm 16 and 11. So we're still, operating in a pretty efficient clip right now
2: it's uh we continue to avoid that week where we all go like over or one and two so let's keep that up yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right
1: uh let's get into Ole Miss Texas a and uh I believe I'm gonna hit refresh Make sure we have the correct line that is up to date as we record this at 8 p.m. local time, Wednesday, November first. Ole Miss is still right at three, uh, giving three points to the Aggies. Um, I, I don't have much here, guys. To be honest, like we we were talking about, um, trying to be mindful of our time tonight, as Austin's got uh, some work stuff he. Uh, that he has to handle himself as he travels tomorrow. But I don't know about y'all. I don't have too much analysis here. I think Ole Miss is the better team. They're at home. They have the better quarterback. And I like this Ole Miss defense right now. They've gotten stronger with each passing week. And Quinshawn Judkins looks to be 100%. And, and he himself getting stronger as the season goes on. I like the Rebels here. I'm I'm laying the points. I really don't think... A&M can really do anything to scare me off of that. Um, you you kind of look at their body of work leading up into this game, and our good buddy Gray Hardison over at Red Cup Rebellion, we were talking about it. He mentioned um, kind of his counter to, you know, well, AM's super talented up front defensively. They're going to give Ole Miss some fits that way. He kind of broke it down, and I, and I really kind of like what he said. Um, he said, in the SEC, the best offense they played is Tennessee, which is a huge drop off from, from, where Ole Miss is right now. Statistically, the best offense overall, they've played is Miami. They threw a lot, scored 48, uh, had a lot of short fields due to turnovers, but a lot of that is due to them forcing those turnovers. And they have a similar passing, similar passing efficiency numbers to Ole Miss. Um, The thing I keep going back to, and, and Gray said it as well, Ole Miss put up 530 yards on DJ Durkin last year, 390 of those were on the ground. Um, I don't think Jackson Dart was nearly as good as he is now as he was last year. And, you know, Quinjean Junkins went for two bills in that one. And uh, that was on the road in a pretty hostile Kyle Field. So I, I think it'll be tight for three quarters, three and a half quarters. But I think Ole Miss wins, I don't know, seven to ten points, seven to ten point win, anywhere around there. So I, I, I like I like Ole Miss's chances Saturday.
2: Austin? Yeah, I like our chances as well. I I think I'd feel a lot better about our chances, or I feel feel I think I'd feel good enough to lock in the three actually. If you told me which offensive line of ours is going to show up this week, we, we've just mm-hmm. been so inconsistent and in up and down there um, this season. Got really dominated by by Bama, which is comparable to AM's front. I think Bama's probably better in the front seven. AM's got, you know, five stars and blue chips. There's no shortage of talent, as you mentioned, Zach, but they don't seem to play up to their talent and Bama does week in and week out. You know what you're getting with the Bama front. So I think AM is is good. I just don't think they're Bama level. But our offensive line got abused against Bama um after really struggling against Tulane earlier in the year. But after that we've played relatively well. Now there are there were moments against Arkansas and even Vandy where we had some missed assignments and some slip-ups got to clean some of that stuff up because this front can make you pay and Vanderbilt really couldn't. So we need a really good effort from the O-line. A little concerned about Dart and his health. I think he's still dinged up after Arkansas. Um, You know, I think that led to some of the inconsistency we saw against Auburn. I think it, impacted him maybe even a little bit last week against Vandy, but um, if he's close to 100% uh, and even if he's not, even if he's not close to 100%, I think he's a significantly better quarterback than Max Johnson. So um, Mm -hmm. I like our edge there. I like the coaching matchup too. We we've seen now there's a large enough sample size. Kiffin circles this game and just abuses Jimbo. Um, And he got Durkin last year. I, I, I don't really see Durkin stopping us this year either. Uh I am the, the wrinkle that I am interested in seeing is Petrino versus Pete. I think that's a really good mm-hmm. matchup and one that's kind of flying under the radar because of, you know, the Kiffin and Durkin and Jimbo storylines. The two coordinators that I think are going to decide the game are Petrino and Pete. I really do. I, I think if our defense is as effective as it's been the last several weeks and, and really all season, save for LSU, which is an outlier, um, I think we can shut down this A&M offense. I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to run on us. Nobody really has run on us. I don't trust Johnson to air it out, even though he's got some good weapons on the perimeter. He hasn't really been able to 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 go vertical on anybody. So I, I like us. I think it's going to be sweaty. I think it's going to be closer than we would prefer. I wish it were a night game. I get that not every home game can be a night game, but I wish this one was a six o'clock kick. Um, I think the crowd's still going to be in it though because it's a huge game. I mean, it goes without saying, you, you win this one, move on, survive in advance, and suddenly we are really in the thick of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the revs. I'm i tempted to lock in the under here 53 and a half, 54, something like that is was floating out earlier in the week. Yeah, I, I think so. Where For we sure. are now, yeah. Zach. I think this yeah. plays in the 20s, guys. I don't. Jimbo has no interest in pushing pace, even with Petrino running the show. Petrino doesn't seem interested in pushing pace. Kiffin has strategically slowed down pace for us this year. I mean, he did it against Bama, did it a little bit against Arkansas. Um, we've picked our battles, you know, when to, when to really slam down the gas and when to back off. So I I think this is something like 28-21 reps. I, I don't think either team gets in the 30s here.
3: You know their their pace is what concerns me a little bit on the on the cover um, aspect. Not, I mean, what the score you just gave we would cover, but <clears throat> you know, I'm afraid that we're going to continue to go fast, and they're kind of going to pull a Kentucky from last year and just chew the clock the entire game. I, I could be wrong. I mean, the the reality here is A and M has so much talent, but I think they're a little bit limited at quarterback. Mm-hmm. In and what they can do, not so much to say that Max Johnson's not so serviceable enough to beat Ole Miss. I think he is. I'm just saying he's not Jaden Daniels, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Or or even I don't know. I mean, obviously he's not Jackson Dart, but I don't know that he is. Uh, what's the guy from State's name that that's hurt? Will what's his face? Rogers. Anyway, yes. Rogers. And and so <clears throat> I mean, he's a decent player, but he's not going to like. Set the world on fire. I, I'm going to lock in almost to cover. I'll take the mm. first lock here. I, okay. it, I probably wouldn't have it at four and a f- four and five. I mean, I'm sorry at four and a half. But, um, the line shifting down. I'm just going to take that one and a half point cushion. I think it's going to go back out to four, four and a half by the weekend, and uh, and take those free that three point and a half, and take the rebels to cover. Uh, the three points Um, Ole Miss is so much better coach than Texas A&M that and playing at home and having the better quarterback and, and and keep in mind guys like A&M has fancy and really high rated recruiting classes. I don't think anybody would dispute that in a, in a wonderful collection of talent or however Lane Kiffin calls it. A lot of our really good players, especially on defense, are older transfers, like those 23-year-old, 22-year-old secondary guys, they don't care that that 19-year-old player was a five-star. Like, they've played so many college football games and, and are te- skilled enough, talented enough. I mean, the only team really that's just, like, lit us up through the air was LSU, and they light everybody up through the air. So – and a couple of those plays weren't even catches.
0: Yeah, right. So So,
3: um, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover. I like the Rebels here. Judkins is getting stronger as the season has gone on. Um, Ole Miss seems to be healthier. Sands, the Watkins hand injury. <clears throat> but really, he, you know, didn't seem to affect him that much against um Vanderbilt. So, I think Ole Miss wins by 10 points. I think it's 31-21-ish. And I think yeah. the under is there and Ole Miss covers.
1: Yeah, right now I'm seeing 54-and-a-half at FanDuel. Um yeah, I could see this being like a 1710 game. And then Ole Miss scores late 24-10, puts it away. Um, maybe AM gets a garbage touchdown. You still, you know, whatever. I'm not too terribly worried about the A and M offense. Like that's my question is like, do you do you truly believe Max Johnson can beat Ole Miss straight up? like what does that even look like like what's a what's a really good max johnson game look like i mean he's not a guy that just goes out and wins games they don't just ride him to wins um you know yeah he had 249 yards against south carolina but south carolina's bad um 223 against tennessee but he threw two picks you know 239 against bama he threw a pick um you, you know it's it's nothing flashy Like he's not doing a ton that scares you. That's kind of my thing is like, he he's not very mobile. I think Ole Miss gets after him early, maybe gets him to throw a pick or two. Um, Maybe there's some ball security issues. Ole Miss has been really opportunistic on defense. They get after you top five in the country in sacks, top 10 tackles for loss. I I think they get after this A&M offensive line early and, and really cause issues for the Aggies and, they have the, you know, the really talented, like, like Ben said, they the super talented roster, but they really can't put it all together. You know, Austin mentioned the matchup of Petrino versus Golding, but how much of the offense is going to really be Bobby Petrino? I mean, there's no way of knowing, but I think it's pretty evident, you know, kind of like with Kiffin and Charlie Weiss, like there's, there are games when it's very obvious who's calling plays and who's not. Um, so they, Anaya Smith, I think, is the is 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 the guy that Ole Miss has to shut down. Um, he's got 569 yards uh, receiving on the year. He's kind of their go to big play guy. Evan Stewart's got over 500 yards, but outside of that, you know, Moose Muhammad's kind of had a down year. Noah Thomas hasn't done much, and then Jake Johnson, the brother of Max Johnson's, their tight end that they throw to along with Max Wright. But it's not just I, I don't I don't know like it just on paper. They look like a solid offensive group, but it's nothing that scares you at all, right?
2: No, I think they're very much a punt-and-play defense kind of team. They just they just are at this point in Jimbo's tenure, even with um, the addition of Petrino to the staff. He just doesn't have the personnel. Again, he does have on the perimeter, but not at the most important position on the field at quarterback, and he can't get the ball to his weapons. Um so I think they're gonna run, play defense. They're gonna I think this is gonna be paid, played at a snail's pace, which is again why I like the under. But I think that's Petrino's approach here. I think that's the formula for winning. They're gonna to try to grind us down, play field position, you know, kick a field goal late and beat us. I don't see any other recipe really. If if he's gonna if he's gonna to try to let Max Johnson drop back thirty five times and throw the ball downfield, I think we can win in a route. I, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't see a path forward for them with that approach. So, if I'm him, I slow it down, play ball control, you know, lean on us in, in both lines of scrimmage, see if you can't steal one late.
3: This is why all of his games are within like seven points either way. That's right. Because that's, that's right. what he does.
1: Yeah, I, I like the run game here, the run game advantage here for Ole Miss. We talked about Judkins. I think Ulysses Bentley has a big, big game. I think he's going to be an X factor. They're going to, I think they're going to stack the box and try to take Judkins away early. And I think Bentley's versatility outside of the, the backfield catching passes, moving him laterally. I think they're going to challenge the speed of that A&M defense. Cause we know about the, we, we know about the girth on the inside. They're, they're big, they're physical. I think they're going to want to test those guys, get them moving side to side. And, uh, I, I don't know. Like y'all, y'all both said it. I, Kiffin's always had this one circled. He loves messing with Jimbo in the media and you know making jokes. I, I
3: think, think Kiffin knows he's better than Jimbo, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's yeah. where this comes. Is he's like, man, we are so much better coach than you are that I'm going to win this game with equal to or lesser talent. Like that's what's going to happen. I think.
1: Yeah, and I think we said this last year. I think Kiffin like takes exception to Jimbo because of all the tools and all the weapons he has at his disposal and he just wastes them. And I think Kiffin almost takes that personal. Like if I had that, that roster, you know what I would be able to do? Like, I think that's kind of his thing. Um,
3: Keep in mind two years ago, we played them in Oxford in 21 and that was an absolute ass whipping Yep. that we did not take advantage of. At one point, I think in the first half, we had over 300 yards of offense, and they had like 50. Yeah. And we were up like 10 to 3 or something yeah. absurd. I, I, I'm throwing numbers out. but it, Yeah, it was terrible. And, and most of that, those yards were rushing. I mean, we were getting 15, 18 yards of carry.
1: Yeah. I think we're all on the same page here. I mean, it's going to be a slog. It'll be a battle, but – Ole Miss has been really good at home under Lane Kiffin. I think they're now twenty and two in the last twenty two games. Um, I, I I don't know if that's throughout his entire tenure at Ole Miss, but the last twenty two maybe nineteen 20. and twenty.
3: I can't remember it. That's irrelevant. But yeah, it, both it's either, both numbers are really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So good at home. Another. Um, and I think I think the team knows what's at stake here. Like Austin said, you you win this one, you are eight and one. Like you really really putting your your thumb on people around the SEC and making it hard um, for people to count you out week in, week out. So, um, yeah, I like Ole Miss. I, I think the the three is easy to lay here, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, that's why I locked it in. Look, give me the better quarterback at home, the better quarterback mm-hmm. and the better coach. I mean, and that's I
1: – I, The crowd is going to be great. The crowd's been great all year, and I think it's going to be loud, even though it's 11 Oh, yeah, it'll be great, yeah. Okay, so let's get into our locks here. Um, Ben's already got one. I'm going to jump in here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get Fresno State on the board here. Uh, Let me double-check the line. It's three at home against Boise State. Give me the Bulldogs and Jeffrey Tedford at home in the Valley. I just I'm I'm riding with with Ted Ball here. I, I love Fresno State. I, I think what they've done this year they're seven and one. Boise's it's a down year for Boise, and uh they're they're really good um, at home. So I'm laying the three with Fresno State.
2: Ashton Genty Boise's like all world running back might be out this week too. So that's a uh... dude
1: was dude was good a couple of weeks ago when I saw him playing at San Diego State.
2: Look, he's really good. If he gets the portal, he's gonna have a lot of suitors. Yeah. I mean like power five, you know, big boy suitors. So yeah. If he's out, yeah. I, I really like a flat three. If he's out, you're probably gonna get a lot of value there. If he's if he's announced out before game time, this probably moves half a point or a point.
1: All right. Do we wanna throw one of Nick's up or Austin? Do you Austin. Want to get one first.
2: Yeah, let me get one out of the way since uh Nick's not here. Let me go with uh the South Carolina Gamecocks playing Ooh. at home against Ooh. the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, who uh, are like 7-2 and two this year, like sneaky, sort of good. Yeah. A good record anyway. But I've watched Jacksonville Old State probably. Yeah, yeah. I've watched them probably three times. They are the most fraudulent team in the country. They've played <laughs> nobody, absolutely nobody. And when they do play somebody with a pulse— like Liberty, for example, Liberty beat them by 18. So South Carolina only laying, what's the number? Is it 15 and a half Zach? Yep. Across the board. Completely disrespectful number here. I know that South Carolina season has not gone the way they expected. I know they got beat last week at a They've had some injuries, ups and downs. I get all that. This is what Ben likes to talk about in terms of classes of athletes. This is, these are not in the same universe. These two teams do not recruit against each other. They don't have the same caliber of player. They don't have the same roster. They don't have the same coaching staffs. If South Carolina just plays an average game, give me a B minus game. This is like 38-14 South Carolina. So, also,
3: it helps you too, and, and I agree with you on the class players. Yes. I always it also I always also say this. When the year's not going great, bad news for the for the G five opponent. Because exactly they're going to prove to the AD and to the administration, to the boosters, hey, we are still good. We just can't beat A&M. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what keep, I'm gi- keep giving to the, the collective. We still need you. Hang on to the rope. Watch wow. how good yeah. we are. 42 to 17, South Carolina, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, the oh, other if, thing if I like If you've here, got a
1: shot to blow them out, you're absolutely doing. It.
2: And another thing, yep. as bad as South Carolina has been, they are getting some guys back this week. Okay, One point two they can still bowl they can still technically make a bowl game at this point so they have stuff to play for it's not packet it in time just yet you win this one you figure it out survive in advance and they've got a relatively manageable schedule down the stretch i know clemson's still out there lurking but south carolina can get to six wins so i think they're going to play hard for beamer the last thing here rich rod runs an absolute breakneck pace with jacksonville state they push the ball up and down the field I like that in a situation like this. That means mm-hmm. quick three and outs, get yeah. the ball back to the better team. That's how poor teams get run out of the building. Right. Quick three and outs, South Carolina gets the ball right back. Rattler scores. Jacksonville State has another quick three and out. Punt the ball. Same thing, rinse repeat, right? Live so, no further than 2017 Ole Miss exactly. Alabama. We've seen this firsthand. <laughs> I've seen how this, I've seen how this can unravel. And I think it's going too quickly for Jacksonville State. The other thing, Rich Rod's a veteran coach. He's not trying to make his bones. He's not trying to prove a point or move back up the ladder. He knows what these games look like from the other side of the aisle, from the other sideline. He's been on that sideline. Rich Rod is not going to have any interest in scrapping, fighting, and clawing. He's got a schedule to play, too, in the Conference USA where they're, you know, contenders. So I don't think Rich Rod has any problem getting beat 45 to 10 here. He's going to tip his cap lick his wounds, go back to Jacksonville State, get ready for the take next the game. Take the paycheck and go Exactly, on. Get, take get, the, get check, the check, roll back to Alabama healthy, and uh, look forward to next week. So I just think 15-and-a-half is ridiculous. I understand why. I get why the market is not impressed with South Carolina, but I, this number is outrageous. I, it's got to be three touchdowns or, or 20. At South Carolina, their their fans are still good. They always show up. It'll be a packed house with a lot to play. They have their.
3: an NFL quarterback at home.
2: I mean, exactly. I just, I, this one feels too easy. Y'all know how those usually turn out. You know, Jacksonville State will be up late in the fourth quarter or some shit, but I just feel like you got to let it up win. Yep, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah. I, it's been tough sledding. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. The offensive line's been really bad and the defense has been probably worse. But when Rattler can cook, he's going to light people up. So, I I do not think Jacksonville State's going to have some some linebackers or dudes on the back end to slow them down, especially if Xavier Leggett, Juice Wells, uh, they're finally throwing the football to Nick Harbor, which you know, wow, good things happen when you throw it to the six five, two hundred and fifty pound guy that runs a sub ten hundred meter dash. I mean, who knew? Um, yeah, that's a good pick. All right, let's get uh, let's get Nick on the board. Um. Let's keep him in sicko mode here. He is going to lay the, uh, I believe it's five for Iowa. Double check here. Uh, They are in Wrigley Field taking on Northwestern, who got a dub last week. How about the uh, Chicago's Big Ten team last week? Um, I guess he's banking on some some fresh perspective on the offensive uh, play calling here with uh, Brian Ferentz no longer On staff, so.
2: But was so was he dismissed, or was that effective at the end of the year?
1: (laughs) Like, is he done?
2: Okay. I believe he's
1: done. Done. I don't think he's there. Okay. I, I think people would be more mad if he if it's like, okay, we're firing him at the end of the year, but he's still going to be here and be terrible. Yeah, like
3: Um,
2: Pete Boone and Houston Nut style. And what happens (laughs) if they come out and
3: just like score thirty five?
2: Oh my god, (sighs) they may like actually want Kirk Ferentz's head at that point.
1: (laughs) There's We've some been I,
2: watching this. Yeah, <laughs> I've been
1: listening I listened to a national show today, and there were there were some Iowa people that kind of want a fresh start just all together. Um, just real quick sidebar: Who do you think fits at Iowa if they go scorched earth, fire everybody? Who would you think? I, I I know the obvious answer, but I don't know if he'd take it.
2: I think the obvious answer is the right one, and I agree with you. I don't know that he would take it, but but Mark too. are they going to pay as much as Kentucky?
1: Yeah, that's you know, can you match it? I think if they can, maybe he leaves because maybe he knows he's kind of at his ceiling. He's maxed out Kentucky,
2: right? He has, but here's the thing I was not getting any easier either, though, with the addition of USC and UCLA and Washington and Oregon. Like the Iowa job was sort of middle of the pack anyway, it just got about four spots worse with, with those additions. And I think any coach, any new coach coming in, has to consider that. You can't just look at historic Iowa, which honestly probably punched above their weight anyway. But going forward, they're gonna have to really punch above their weight to contend in that conference.
1: Y'all remember that y'all remember that Rose Bowl when they had that incredible year and (laughs) Christian McCaffrey happened?
2: Oh, just scorched them. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was I think they scored I think they were up twenty eight nothing, like almost like I don't even think it was second quarter yet.
2: Iowa has
3: benefited from the fact that they're in the easy side of the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. The East has Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. And the West has Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska. Yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. So, I mean, Iowa, they beat Wisconsin. They're they're going to the Big Ten championship game. So, I mean, I just, you know, that's part. Here's a thought too. If you're, and he's probably not going to be coaching this long, but if you're thinking about, you know, like long term stuff, you know, the Pac 12's dissolved and has, you know, combined into the Big 10. Is Kentucky a safer job to remain in like a super conference than Iowa? Like, is Kentucky Mm, safe because of basketball? Probably because
2: you get basketball. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
3: And it's already in the SEC. And I think the Super Conference starts there and starts yeah. and builds yeah. out from there,
1: frankly. The, the only thing I could see about the pull to Iowa is he knows that he's one of theirs and he would have a longer rope than if things start to go sideways. It can
3: well, they've the clearly defense. shown that. I mean, Ferrence has been there for how long? Like 30 years?
2: Yeah. Dude, I mean, you, you know where they should turn if Stoops doesn't want it? Burt invert from yeah, uh, hey, yeah he fits there played yeah. there yeah um yeah, it good
1: yeah I mean, it it's good yeah i mean it's not pick. a it, it's not a bad job it's just yeah the conference is going to get tougher and
2: their division is going to get tougher yeah, yeah it's it's not a bad job you're right but it's also not a great job like you have very few recruiting resources there's almost no in-state talent and again you've had the i think they've of capped out yeah, I, don't I, y'all i, mean, they I mean exactly i mean I the
1: mean, Probably the best recruit they've had to come through there ever, Caden Proctor, goes to Bama. So, like, right, right. back in the day when you used to just gobble up all the big uglies there that were good, they're just yeah. starting to go elsewhere now.
2: It's the thing, like, the thing with the window closing, like, your, your opportunity passing, almost nobody realizes it as the window is closing. You only yeah. realize it when you look back on yeah. the era and you're like, shit, we should have taken advantage because, you know, we had whatever. I think we're going to look back on this era for Iowa like the last 10, 15, 20 years and realize that was that was it. Like that was the peak of Iowa football. They look they're going to win 7, 8 games. I'm not saying to bury the program. I just mean are they going to consistently beat USC, UCLA, Washington, uh Oregon, no. Ohio State, no. Michigan? But come on. It's just not going to yeah. happen. It's no.
3: tough. And, and 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 yeah, that that's just not no, that's not going to happen. It, you know, think. Speaking of windows closing, I, I'll never forget this. I was like twelve or 13, 14, and Ole Miss played Nebraska in the Independence Independence Bowl, yeah, Bowl. True for and it. that yeah. was that was the end of it for them. That was like Jam- yeah. Jamal the very end, was
2: their quarterback.
3: That was like closing the door on yeah. Nebraska football.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but but at the time proud, they were all or, expecting, like they were expecting to bounce back the next year. Though you know, like that they oh, yeah. thought that was the low point of their program, playing in the independence. Oh
3: yeah, bowl. I I, will, I specifically remember some Nebraska students walking in front of us as we were leaving the stadium, and they're like, "We suck so bad. We just got beat by them in the independence bowl." I remember a guy looking to his buddy and saying that, and thinking like, "What in the world? You just yeah. lost to Eli Manning. Yeah, uh, wh- <laughs> right. what are we talking about here?"
1: And now, Nebraska,
3: they kill for
1: the Independence Bowl. Yeah. That was, they had a 40 year streak of winning seasons that was snapped that year. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30 percent? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moke of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449.
4: Listen to Nerdwallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
2: Homeless fans,
4: you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with UFE Smart Lock, an easy install, all in one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a UFI user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give UFI Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and UFI customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with UFI Smart Lock. UFI Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network.
3: They've never been back, to my knowledge. Oh. And 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 here's another here's another theory. I don't think that Iowa can be good, and Nebraska also be good. Like, I don't think both of those things can happen. Yeah. So it's like one or the other. It's similar, and this is going to be weird to Ole Miss and Auburn. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that both programs can both be in the top ten, unless
1: that's a, that's Alabama's
3: way down. Somebody else has got
2: to be out.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. LSU, because you could just kind of bank on Alabama and LSU being there. Right. But, but can you, can Ole Miss and Auburn and those programs all exist in this reality of being in the top 15? I don't, I don't know that they can.
1: I don't think they all can coexist. That's why 2014 was so wild when Ole Miss and Auburn played that year and they were both in the top four. It was crazy. Mm hmm. All right, Ben, got your second lock for us.
3: Go ahead. I I got so locked in on Iowa. I gotta <laughs> get back
1: to my my tab. Sorry, I gotta refocus. Uh, yep. let's see. I'm going to go to hopping back on the Madison wagon. No, the Dukes. I don't think so. Let me. Double I kind
3: of think they're
2: vulnerable this week. Can, can you
3: believe? Can also, on, on that note, Southern Miss is a favorite this week. Yeah, what I the hell
2: that. is going on?
3: That did get that my must Monroe must be terrible.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know that they're as bad as as that would suggest. Now, I would want more than two and a half to to ever consider Monroe. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: look, they played Texas State really, really closely a couple of weeks back. Southern Miss damn sure can't move the ball like Texas State can.
3: And also, on on that note, is Marshall bad enough? To give App State four and a
2: half? I'm considering locking that one. It's a consideration. App State I mean, is not the App State of yesteryear. They are not. They're bad. I'm sorry. To receive four and a half from App State. Yeah, App State getting.
3: is giving Marshall four. What? Yeah,
2: exactly. How <laughs> is Marshall catching over a field goal? I know Boone is like a true home field advantage. I get that. But App State is not the team they were just a couple years ago. You were in a dogfight. Yeah, they were in a dogfight with Southern last week. Mm.
1: All right, I know where I'm going. i go back to Old Faithful. I'm going to go to Laramie, and I'm going to lay seven with Wyoming at Elevation. It's against a team that's comfortable with Elevation in Colorado State. Colorado State just sucks. Um, now, Wyoming's just five and three, but Colorado State's just – Not very good. They had a real shot last week at making that Air Force game kind of fun. And. an
2: absolute blizzard.
1: Yeah. I mean, just awesome game just to watch. And uh, they were bad. Um, Shut out in the second half. Uh, Wyoming's just damn good at home. I mean, they're kind of in that territory of, you know, typically Utah at home other than last week when I nailed that one. Um, Yeah. Rice Eccles. you know, research stadium with Oregon state, like mm-hmm. Wyoming is, is very similar in that capacity. Like it, it's very, very tough for people to go to war Memorial stadium and get an easy dub, but also it's just seven points. And I just think Wyoming will be fine. I mean, they put up, tw- they, they beat Fresno state earlier in the year at home. They put up 35 against new Mexico, um, put up 27 in a great game against air force. It wasn't at home, but um, outside of a, Lopsided weird one against Boise. Um I, I think they handle business here, so I like the Cowboys.
2: Weird shit happens up in Laredice with the with the Cowboys. So yeah, I'm Dude. with you. I, it's so hard for opposing Dude teams that. to go in there and pull out a W. Dude,
1: it's hard. It's hard when you when you see those end zones and they're doo-doo brown. You don't know what to do.
3: <laughs> Your locker room says you're seven thousand feet above sea level or whatever <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, I, I saw um, the did you see the cinematic video of the Oregon win last week? And it showed Dan landing in the tunnel and on the wall at Rice Eccles. It says, welcome to 5,000 feet. It's pretty damn cool. That's, yeah, cool.
0: that's
2: cool. All right. Austin, you got one? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go maybe a little contrarian here. Um, down in Gainesville, Florida. The Arkansas Razorbacks are facing Florida. Six-point line. I'm more interested in the total, though. Zach, what's the number there?
1: Let me effort that for you real quick. We we can all agree that Arkansas is 1,000% is quit, right?
2: I hope not. Um, I'm I'm total is to
1: 50 and a half. Oh, and a half even? Jeez. I mean, if, do you want 51, bet rivers...
2: No, I, I want 50 flat, but I'll take uh, over 50 and a half. I think – all right, so here's the deal. Arkansas fired their offensive coordinator, who was terrible and deserved to be fired. But I think I think we're all overreacting to the last time we saw Arkansas, and they put up three points against an awful Mississippi State team. That's not really – that's one game. It's kind of an outlier. I'm not saying Arkansas's offense was high-powered for their other games for the, the, the rest of the season, but they did at least get into the 20s against – basically everybody other than state. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there are rumors, their message boards are indicating they're gonna go tempo, try to get the ball out of KJ's hands faster. I think Rocket Sanders might actually finally play this season. I, I don't think I'm asking too much for Arkansas to get me 21 or 24 here. And with a six point number, six point spread, Florida at 30, 30, 24 gets me over 50. I just think 50 is a little low. And the entire market, remember, 7-3 against State, which I get. Both teams looked awful. I just think we're going to get a better Arkansas offense this week. It's not going to set the world on fire, but it doesn't have to. 50 is a pretty low number against with two in a game, I should say, featuring two pretty mediocre to below-average defenses. Florida has to be deflated after last week. They threw everything they had at Georgia, and it didn't matter. I can see this one getting kind of loose at 11 a.m., and Gainesville, I, I think it's something like 33-23 Florida, and we go over 50. Okay.
1: I like that. I'd love to see I like that pick. Sam show some fight, show some spunk.
2: Yeah, and you got to look, if they're going to play, and maybe they don't, maybe they come out and lay down again, but if they're ever going to play for Sam Pittman, now's the time. It's, it's shit or get off the pot time because you just lost your offensive coordinator. You just put up three points against Mississippi State, and you had a bye week. So, like, if that week to lick their wounds and get healthy and come up with a game plan, if you don't come out this week, guns blazing, they're dead. It's over.
3: All right. What can you get me for the total in (laughs) Starkville?
1: True sicko mode podcast here. 45 and a half, 46.
3: Yeah. I'm going to take... That's such a low number. Let's do it. I'm going to go under 46 in Starkville. Listen, uh, Mississippi State is, in my opinion, has to be on the verge of quitting after the Auburn game last week. There's talks that they're going to make a coaching change. I really believe that that decision is going to hinge on how Ole Miss finishes this year. However – crazy that may sound I think that's the truth I also think that the Egg Bowl is going to control that not the Kentucky game State typically plays Kentucky well but Kentucky takes the air out of the ball their quarterback's pretty good but or he's playing better over the last couple weeks than he was earlier in the year I I I subscribe to the theory that y'all had that he was injured because it seems like the ball has a lot more velocity or at least it did against Tennessee 100% and I think that, um, with that said, though, State is going to be content making this game eighteen to fifteen, mm-hmm. or 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 twenty four to twenty one, which is very close to it. But I think that that's going to be about where this game is out. And I'm really banking on State not being able to score more so than Kentucky, and Kentucky's content with the game being tw- them scoring twenty four and State getting to like fourteen. So I'm going to go under 46. I also don't think the state covers this line, even though they typically play Kentucky well. And and I guess maybe they could win it. But I I think that this is the – I think last week might have been the coffin nail on their effort for the rest of the year other than the Egg Bowl. I think they'll give a last-ditch effort then. But even then, that game doesn't have the the fire that it did five years ago. It's just not the same. I, any nobody could tell me differently they cannot tell me since the piss and the miss that that game's had half the uh, passion that it that it once did i don't know if COVID changed it or what but it's just not it's just not the same and so um i uh, i think but i think we'll get a little bit of effort out on that week but i think they're done other than that so um i'm gonna go under 46.
1: All right. i
2: like it I'm with you. State's State's path to success in this game, and really any game, is to take the air out of the ball and just hope to win 7-3 like they did against Arkansas. They cannot get in a track meet. They're incapable of it. They have have no vertical passing game. They have no weapons outside or at tight end. Um, It's basically Mike Wright and what's the running back's name? Uh, Marks. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. We are going to give nick army air force under 32 (laughs) that is uh i don't know about that one i I probably would have gone over or at least laid the points with air force because i think air force is a wagon at this point they're rolling um so he's gonna sit with that one i am really struggling with a couple here i'm trying to make sure i'm going with my with my head not my heart um yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go to notre dame double check the line here and make sure everything is copacetic uh it is a flat three across the board yeah i'm laying three with notre dame um some people are trying to posit that the collar that the tyler from spartanburg was a plant and it wasn't a real collar and because Dabo had all these stats ready to reel off, and he fired back at him. And he didn't hesitate, blah, blah, blah. I just think Notre Dame's better. I don't think Clemson is really good at all. And I'm going to take the better team with the better quarterback, even if it's on the road. Um, I like Notre Dame in this spot. They've they've really been able to kind of put the clamps down on people this year, and I don't think they've gotten enough credit for it. Um, I mean, they – absolutely annihilated Pittsburgh last week they embarrassed SC um the weird one at Louisville Sam Hartman I think is somebody's got a a voodoo doll that's a Louisville fan because he just can't beat Louisville even back to his time uh when he was at Wake Forest um and then they won a you know scrappy game on the road at Duke and Duke's a good football team so I like their defense to show up. At, since Jeff Scott left Clemson, they haven't had any explosive players at wide receiver. I mean, Antonio Williams is just completely neutered there in that offense. Um, probably a name to uh, keep an eye on in the portal if he were to get in. Hint, hint. Um, but yeah, I like the Irish here. I think Clemson <laughs> just sucks. Just flat out sucks. The the dynasty has long, long. You talk about windows closing. It's over.
2: The way Clemson is talked about or viewed is so weird to me. Like, people – nobody will just say what you just said, which is like they just suck, man. They don't have the players. People keep trying to, like, speculate or figure out what's going on. Is there locker room issue? They're like, not paying. They, They're exactly. not They paying. just don't have dudes anymore, man. They don't have the dudes they used to have. And, look, mm. Notre Dame is kind of good. Like, good, good. They, they got in a tough position at Louisville – which was at the end of a long run of games, intense games, um, on the road. And Louisville's good. But other than that, like Notre Dame, who's their other loss? Ohio State? That's it, yeah. right? Yeah. And they should have won that game. <laughs> yeah, they should have won that game. So they're physical but, too. They are so physical. physical in the trenches. More physical than Clemson is.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. Clemson, Clemson used
2: to, used to have a decided advantage in the trenches against most teams. They do not have an advantage against Notre Dame. Not even close.
1: Yeah, I mean they got they got beat up against NC State and by yeah. God, you talk about coaches speaking out. Inject Dave Doran into my veins with what he oh. said after their game to Steve Smith. I mean, that, that was so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean just no hesitation uh also keep in mind I think Will Shipley's not playing in this game.
2: I think that's right, yeah. Is so, it concussion? Uh, I think he
1: I I, I don't know. I just, I heard on several shows this week that he was probably out. So, I mean, t- come on. Like, he's, he's probably one of their few weapons that they do have. And he's kind of like their, their heartbeat on offense. And psh, man, if they don't have him, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think this is a game where Notre Dame might just whip them up and down the field. Um,
2: so. And Notre is off a bye. Is that right? Or who did they have last week? Was uh, it a buy? Uh... No,
1: they beat Pitt. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, basically, saying, basically a buy. That was basically a buy.
1: <laughs> 58 Pitt. to 7.
2: Yeah, Pitt didn't yeah. even make them break a sweat. Uh, Yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, Dabo's refusal to use the portal and his weird rules about who can visit, who can, you know, if you're committed to them, you can't go anywhere. He's just... He hasn't adapted. He's just been slamming his head into the wall and square peg round round hole and everything. And it's it's biting him in the ass now.
2: Do y'all think he adapts? Or do you think he falls on the I, sword and says, I'll go coach G five?
1: I don't know, man. This this to me, this looks like a Sam Pittman type situation where Sam Pittman and Arkansas were were flat rolling and people were buzzing. And then Barry Odom and Kendall Biles leave, and then oh look what happened! I, I know he had some generational quarterbacks with Trevor Lawrence and Taj Boyd and Deshaun Watson, but as soon as Jeff Scott left, and as soon as Brent Venables left, I mean, it fell apart. So, yeah, maybe they're uh, not maybe, getting rid of Davo. No, he'll have to he'll have to quit. Like they won't fight. He him.
3: he'll literally have to quit or or take a different job. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they were – I'm not saying irrelevant. It was a good program. But, I mean, he took them to how many college football playoffs? Yeah. He, he's as safe as he could be, even though it – you can't suck forever, though, I guess. I mean –
1: Yeah.
3: Um, n- nor can you give, like, this this, you know, staunch stance on so many things that are so controversial – that are bad for the program. Like you can't be like, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're going to be full of, of love and not um, NIL money. It's like Mm -hmm. no no player wants to hear that dude. They just want the money.
1: It's it's what I've been saying for years. He's, he's trust fund. Hugh freeze. (laughs) Yeah. They're the exact same person. Yeah. And yeah, I think he he's, went too, to, he's too proud and egotistical to admit that he was wrong and he's going to, you know, well, well, if you want to get in the portal, we don't want you. And, you know, if you're in the portal, that means you quit on whoever you were with. And, you know, he's going to keep doing that bullshit and it's not going to work.
3: It's like, okay, well, we'll take that linebacker that had 300 yeah. tackles at, yeah. you know, James Madison. Thank you.
1: Yeah, appreciate you.
3: I mean, imagine the Ole Miss defense in 21 – without even the transfer from Navy, Springer, Stringer. I mean, oh, yeah. that he guy was, was
2: awesome. awesome. Yeah.
1: Noticeable difference when he was out. For sure.
2: I mean, he made a that, huge, huge difference. in the Tennessee game. Yeah.
1: Tennessee game. But exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's exactly what I was thinking. Um, all right. You... I've got one, and this is going to be a sick pick. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Um, sick. So, let's go to – east lansing Ugh. to the r- the soviet block itself and we're going to lay three with the nebraska corn huskers <laughs> um nebraska's playing to get bowl eligible i yep. know that's like a joke with the with a but really that's a big deal for them they've they kind of stunk as we know since the end of they kind of
1: found something
3: i think they have again i watched three yeah 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 go ahead
2: well no they just beat my ass up and down the field with my purdue bet but yeah no they they're not good at anything but they 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 just they don't make any mistakes it's not like the old scott frost teams where they beat themselves they you know shank a punt or fumble the ball or whatever like they play pretty sound football they're not they, they do not have any explosive play. That rule's or... not
3: gonna let them do that. He's exactly. not gonna let them beat themselves. They yeah, run the ball in the plant. Yeah. Who's missing a state to have his coach? I mean, they're they have Adolf Hitler trivia yeah. questions on their on, on their video board. Like they're a complete train wreck. So and you know, th- go ahead.
1: It, it, I was gonna say Nebraska found something, aka they stopped playing Jeff Sims at quarterback. Right. Um, which great yep. segue here because you mentioned the Hitler trivia question. Nebraska's quarterback is Heinrich Harburg.
3: What a name! Yeah. And also, that guy was drinking beer at like twelve years old. No question. Um, a Lot of um, and like Bush. Bush. Life. Yeah.
1: He's like he's yeah. like David Beckham drinking Guinness when he was like nine. Yeah.
3: Bulgarian buttermilk <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I just I like the Huskers here. I like late in the season. I I trend towards playing or picking games against certain schools and Michigan state is one that has nothing to play for. Those players are shopping themselves around to other schools already trying to just get through. They have a few guys playing hard to try to make a combine and get picked up in the draft. Other than that, those guys are, are checked out looking for somewhere else to play. Meanwhile, Nebraska feels like it's on the, um ascent a little bit I mean they're not like also they're not good but I, I just think that all I got to do is win by three yeah I, I'm gonna take the Corn Oscars.
2: they're not good but they have an identity and they haven't had one in like 20 years and that, yeah. they finally have one now and again it's not sexy it is Nebraska AF but like again it worked against Purdue last week and I think you're gonna get a similar result this week Michigan State's already got guys hitting the portal and shit they're done they're checked out yeah, I was
1: going to say, week weeks like 9 through 11 is when you really got to keep an eye on those quit watch teams and just fade them. Yep. And Michigan State is done. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play around at golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and Footjoy, including Footjoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out at olivebranchgolf.com.
0: Uh, I almost took
3: Auburn minus 12 and a half for that reason. Oh, God. I almost did. But I don't trust them enough to score that much.
1: Not at Vandy.
3: Not at First Bank Stadium. That Vanderbilt team is bad, dude. Like, they are so bad. bad. (laughs) It is embarrassing that Georgia played the way they did against Vanderbilt. Because – that's a bad football team.
1: That's what I keep now, telling people. They're like, "Well, this is not just gonna roll into Athens and put up a fight." Like, dude, they gave up twenty points to Vandy.
2: Now, the the quarterback that Vandy brought in was an absolute dude. unit.
1: I saw him Alien. on field. I saw him field level when I text y'all that Swan wasn't dressed out. That dude straight up looked like a basketball player. They just put pads on, like
3: yeah. Hiffin was me... all of us when he said, "Did
1: Vanderbilt Sam cam- sign Cam Newton or something?" Yeah. In the postgame, he, looks... he was like, "What?" I was like, he "Yeah,
2: like... that was exactly me." In the, it looks like Murphy way.
1: Holloway in pads.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Left-handed too, like Murph. Dude, he was massive. Six, seven, like 235. 235. Yeah, monster.
3: Couldn't throw it in the ocean from the beach. That's... No.
1: Have Have fun tackling him though. Seventeen times.
3: We need that. We need that number ten to transfer to the Rebs. Linebacker. What's his name? Like Langston he looks Patterson. like his name. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say his name looked like it'd be a last name first.
1: Definitely yeah. a Vandy yeah. kid. Um, yes, yeah, he the was kid always... from Nashville. His yeah, dad he was... played football at Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah, he went to uh, he went to CPA. Yeah. his brother was at Clemson and then transferred back home to Vandy. So he went to Vandy to play with him.
3: And he's transferred to the SIP.
1: Yeah. He's he made about
3: 45 tackles in that game.
2: And had a pick, right?
3: Can, can I can't imagine playing for a team that bad and just being the guy who makes like like a Patrick Willis. Yeah. And just be the guy who makes every single Demarcus Gates. Like, uh, I would just quit. I'd be like, all right, guys, I'm done. Yeah, Jesus. And
1: here's here's your uh here's your little uh he's perfect for Ole Miss. Uh when he was in high school. Led CPA to the 2021 state championship in baseball. Hit 421, school record 12 dingers. So
2: he could play some baseball, too.
3: Yeah, I'm sure our coaches would think that he couldn't play.
2: <laughs> we can't play at Vandy because he's not from, like, Massachusetts. or <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's not from New Hampshire.
2: C- Connecticut, yeah. Or Chicago, yeah.
1: His first name's not hockey, so he can't play.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Austin, you got what one. What
3: was that guy's name at Vanderbilt? Roe Coleman?
1: Oh, hell yeah. The dude was like 5'4". <laughs> yeah, he was so fast. What is he doing now? We'll see what old Roe Coleman's up to.
3: Austin, oh, so you got one while
2: he's Yeah, yeah, I got one. I'm going to go another total here. I think I've had more luck with totals this year than sides. So, go total again. Virginia Tech, Louisville, I think any number starting with a four is too low. I think the market is not caught up to Virginia Tech having uh, an offense. Like, finally, they have a quarterback. Louisville is going to score. Brown's done a really good job there. I think Louisville comfortably gets into the 30s here. And I think Virginia Tech can give us 24, 27, something like that. 38, 27 is a comfortable over with a number, Zach, is it 48? Is that what you're
1: Efforting lines, nine and a half total is anywhere from 47 and a half, 48, 48 and a half.
2: Give me 47 and a half. That is way too low in this game. Again, Virginia Tech's not, they're not world beaters, but they can get in the 20s and they have, I think for the last like four out of five games, Louisville's defense has been okay. They're not, they're not elite though. I just think with the kid at QB now, I'm blanking on his name. Who is it? We were talking about him the other day in the group text.
1: Kyron drones
2: drones yeah I think uh I think he's good enough to get me 21 or 24 here that should be enough
1: all right over 47 and a half all right last one for Nick here um as I did find Roe Coleman is on staff at Vandy so good for him he's chilling um Let's play a game here. Let's let, let's let pick. So we've got Navy minus six and a half or Missouri, Georgia under.
3: What's the total in Missouri?
1: That would be 55, 54 and a half, depending on. He wants under. So we can go under 55.
2: Yeah, do that. And then I- who's
1: Navy playing?
2: Are they playing Temple? Is that right?
1: Maybe football is. I think football. so. And I, yeah, they are. Temple, yeah. And
2: it, Temple may be getting their quarterback back this week. So I don't know if Nick knew that. Uh, it's Kurt Warner's kid, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's not, you know, he's not great, but he's better than their backup. And I don't, I wouldn't lay almost a touchdown with Navy against anybody, really.
1: All righty,
3: man, that is a risky pick. That total in Virginia or in Georgia, Missouri.
2: Yeah, know, you run Georgia, the risk of
3: Georgia pulling a Kentucky game and right
2: Georgia get might it get themselves. Wild. Yeah, yeah, and their offense has has come alive over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, Carson Beck's been playing well. They they could be in Death Star mode against a team like Missouri.
2: And Missouri That's off the we... bye, like what if Missouri puts up twenty?
3: As until the revs show up,
2: yeah,
1: that's going
3: to be we're, a... we're um. Well, let me ask all this before we get off. What happens if Ole Miss wins out? Uh oh. All right, and let's not really worry about. I know, I know this. Dig, we're kind of relying on what everybody else does, but let's just say Ole Miss wins out and goes eleven and one. Does Ole Miss make the college ball playoff? gut reaction yes i think ole miss finishes fifth
2: oh that would be brutal at that point i think think that's the i think we would have inarguably the best win if we were to finish 11 and one because because and probably the best loss and and probably the best loss yeah
1: and strength of uh record like the Strength of schedule, strength of record, whatever. Like Ole Miss is, I think they're already five or six right now, and you have to think if Ole Miss beats Georgia, Georgia wins right. out, so their record's going to be good. It's going to be up there. Um,
2: and even if Georgia were to go on and lose in the SEC championship game, that's on a neutral. If Ole Miss goes into Athens and wins, that's the best win of the year.
1: Yeah, best one of for the year because it'll be a top three Georgia.
3: And here's a, here's something to consider both Georgia and Alabama. If that's who we were competing with to make the, would have home losses.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Now. Yeah. But again, like we've talked about if Ole Miss goes 11 and one and you end up at five, you're still going to go to a great access bowl. You're going to play a fun opponent in a really cool game. It just kind of, that just, it is what it is.
2: Yeah. It would just feel like the opportunity of a lifetime. Though. Then we just narrowly missed out.
1: Yeah. But it. I, I said this on my show with David Brandt. If you gave Ole Miss fans 11 and one and your one loss is at Alabama, every single Ole Miss fan takes it. Not a single person turns it down.
2: No, of course not, of course not,
1: but yeah it, w- it would it would it w- it would suck, but
2: and it just it it
3: tells you how how fine the line is in college football and, and and partly why I can't wait for the expansion of the playoff because guys, I mean it's stupid that you'd have to literally go undefeated
2: mm-hmm. to mm-hmm.
3: I, I, in this case. I guess you could go. You could go eleven and one, but your loss has to be at Georgia.
2: Yeah, it's got to be the right rather. loss, which is just dumb. Like,
3: Wait, and, and that right loss isn't Alabama.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
3: I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, A
2: loss at Bama is not like that. <laughs> That's too, oh, too bad. You lost at Alabama.
3: Yeah. I, you know the list of, of schools that could go to Alabama and guarantee themselves to not lose. It's zero. Zero. Like nobody's a hundred percent. Going to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Dude, I so, don't know
2: that Texas would beat them again if they played this week. No, they wouldn't beat them again.
3: But I mean, that's just part of could, it. And
1: could this ahead. be a case where you have the benefit of your biggest win and maybe the best win in college football is late in the year?
2: It certainly doesn't hurt.
1: I feel like timing is a lot. or or plays a a big factor and is something that people can factor in where, hey, you stumbled in September, but Mm -hmm. you rebounded well and won out. Like, I think that that could be something, but I still think you're just going to need a lot of help because you're going to need more losses from, like, you know, Oregon, if they went out or have one loss, probably still ahead of you, right?
2: I don't know, man. I think a win... If we go eleven Athens, and one
3: with a win over Georgia, yeah, we're jumping more, Oregon.
2: That's more impressive yeah. than a win at Washington, I think so. In my opinion,
3: I, I think so.
2: Yeah, and I like Washington. We we pumped now, Washington all year. I just think Athens is different than Washington.
3: Now, is Oregon huh, are a three-time they time champ? Like, or, or, correct, better than us, probably. Yeah, like yeah. I guess I mean they. I hate this, but that it's true. But their program has earned that,
2: for sure. Who? And I think they are better than us. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it, they. Oh are yeah, hard. me too,
3: me too, me too.
2: Yeah. But if we're just talking about resumes and not the eye test, I think a win on the road at Athens is more impressive than a win, or than a yeah, yeah, close yeah. close loss on the road in Seattle, and a win in Rice Acres with a depleted Utah roster. I mean, this is not rising, Utah.
1: Yeah, I. I definitely think y'all are right that Olmus would jump Oregon because Oregon cuz he, here's another thing where where timing is huge if Oregon's undefeated and loses in the Pac-12 title game then that's a fresh loss.
2: Yeah, right. Um and look Oregon still got the Civil War. They still got they still oh, got, they still some, got games. some games.
1: Yeah. yeah, they they still got some 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 roadblocks for sure. Just I like just us. Yeah, and you you have to beat Georgia first, and then you have to not stumble against Mississippi State on the road. Yeah, because y'all know how that game goes.
2: Look, we got to take care of this one Saturday first, too. I mean, yeah, I, you
1: yeah, got to beat A and M. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, you want to talk about a fun couple weeks if Ole Miss is nine and one, um, after <laughs> going to Athens, beating the back-to-back national champs in their building. Yeah. I mean yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there. And as as Austin would say, you know, if that happens, y'all are gonna make me act up. Yeah. Um that would be that there'd be a lot of cold beer that would be missing on Sunday in Athens after that one.
2: That if might... Ole Miss
3: wins out, is this the best Ole Miss team ever? Yes. Outside of I guess fifty nine. But that team lost to Billy Cannon, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is
2: so funny. Like, I don't think it's the best roster ever, but I think you, again, just on resume, like they would have done something that no team has done since the 60s. So, yeah, I think it would have to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, and still rarefied. It makes you wonder. Go ahead and talk. I was going to say, still rarefied air, a chance at. You know, setting a, a record anyway. If you lose, you know, you go to Georgia and you lose 35 22, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Went out 10 and two, go to a bowl game, you win 11 games for the first time ever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: it's still, it, it's, and I hate the people that do the like, well, if you go 10 and two, like it's a, it's a failure or, you know, like that's, that's dumb. Like you, you can't do that. I mean, that's, that's two 10 win regular seasons. In three yeah. years, I mean, Nobody, like, I, I don't.
2: Go I don't think we're going to lose this weekend. I, I damn sure don't want to lose this weekend. But let's say we do and end up nine and three, our season win total was seven and a half in Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, nine and three. We're I know it, it's going to feel disappointing, but it's a damn good season.
3: At this point, as long as you hold serve against. Now, don't get me wrong. We're favored against AM, so you should win that game. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you if you win the games, you're favored and go ten and two, that's a, a successful year. And if yeah. you win, if you lose to a And M co- and win the remaining remaining games, you're favorite. You know, don't cover all of them or whatever. And then and go nine and three and go to the Citrus Bowl, guys. Guys, let me tell yeah. you, I want to win the national championship as much as anybody, but. If somebody could guarantee me an average finish of the Citrus Bowl, I would take it. Like going forward, Ole Miss will average. You know that means some years they'll do access, some years they'll go to the Music City, but on average they're going to the Citrus Bowl. I'd take that. Yeah,
2: and if you wouldn't, then you weren't at that Independence Bowl in Shreveport against Nebraska twenty <laughs> years ago. You weren't.
3: I mean. I, I just, you know, we went from, and, and think of it this way. And I know we got to get off because Austin's got to leave, but we have el- our program. I keep saying program, program. I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. In the, we've elevated it, right? In the late 90s and early 2000s, it was all independence in Music City. And then fast forward to the nut, it, we went, got really bad under Run. And then fast forward to nut, and we go to quasi access bowls. Back to back, right? He likes to say Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then Freeze elevated us back to Access. But we went one year Birmingham, which is like the independence level. And then Music City, which is a little bit better. And then we went Access, Access, and then Probation. And then Kiffin Gums, and we we go Outback, which is a good bowl. Better than Music City, but not quite Access. It's more like Citrus. And then he goes, what do we get? Sugar after that? And then last year back to the mm-hmm. Texas and here we are headed back for an access. And so I guess what I'm saying is like the average bowl that we're going to is getting better and better with co- each coach or each good hire. Yeah. I, I guess I should say, I don't know. I, I just think our program is as good a shape as it's ever been. Frankly, I don't, I mean, for a school the size of ours with the money we have and the resources we have and the stadium size, we have the fan base size we have in the state that we're in, what, what, is a realistic expectation to like for maximum good, I guess I should say, is it now? Is this it? Are we living in it or can it's we set. be better? Can we expect to be better? I'll tell you all this. I think we have more talent in 15, 14 and 15. And it makes me wonder what it, but maybe we didn't. It makes me wonder what Kiffin could have done with those guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm.
3: I think we're better at quarterback and running back now. And we may be a little deeper in spots on defense. But think about the high-end guys in 14 and 15. Marquise Haynes, Robert Camdiche, we don't have anybody like that.
2: Man, there were guys like Woody and, and – wasn't he on the 15 roster as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that had a cup of coffee in the – yeah, had a cup of coffee in the NFL. And and were pretty Bennett. damn good while they were there, yeah. DJ Jones.
3: DJ Jones is still playing in the NFL. And so it's – you know, I – He's probably the best one. I didn't even mention him. I, I just, I just think those teams were so talented, and here we are winning nine, ten games with what appears to. And I'm. It's not disparaging the players. It's just true. Like the 2015 Ole Miss Rebels did not have Dayton Wade in the two man at receiver, mm-hmm. and he has over. And I love Dayton Wade. But he has over five hundred yards. they didn't have Jordan Watkins in the two deep. No. Those guys both have over five hundred yards right now.
1: Now Trey Harris is probably in the two deep, but does he start? Maybe. I mean, you're you're talking about a team at one point that DeMaurier string Stringfellow was a third stringer.
2: Yeah. Correct. Maybe fourth, maybe, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Like fourth he would receiver. be our yeah.
1: he would be our
3: best receiver on this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Or, I mean, or maybe DeMarcus second. Lodge, ahead, you know. Like, you know. With Van like,
3: Jefferson couldn't get enough balls, so he transferred to uh, – Now this is a little later. Couldn't get enough balls, so he transferred to Florida.
2: Yeah, those – you talk about NFL guys. I mean, that, at that position particularly, we were yep. spoiled yep. for a couple of years.
3: Yeah, now we also – at running back, and, and he played in the NFL, but had like Akeem Judd, whereas now we have
2: but the also elite like, running back. But, but so, also like Jordan Wilkins, and again, I, you know – uh, I know, um, I know. She was better than those guys. But I'm just saying, they 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 were good enough.
3: Correct, mm-hmm. correct. It's just amazing that those teams, and, and this is an indictment on – the point of this, it's, a, it's, good, it's like a praise of Kiffin and an indictment of Freeze. Freeze took that team and lost to Memphis. Got yeah. blown out by Florida. Like, that would never yeah. happen under this staff. Yeah, we went and got blown out by Arkansas, but the team had quit. That meant this loss was like early in the year. Everything was still yeah. in front of them
2: It was in like September yeah, yeah it's
1: definitely uh you know it's cliche but good definitely times in, ahead
3: a new era yeah you know, you know I, I just think that if and I think we are, but as we improve talent, you know it's not unreasonable to continue to expect these types of uh, season outcomes. Now I do think that there's a lot more parity in the SEC at this point because of the transfer portal. So I think there's going to be a lot more teams, you know, it's just the margin for error is going to be so much smaller. I think there's going to be a lot of eight and fours and seven and fives. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I just think, you know, Auburn it's, it is going to roll out a seven and five and Ole Miss going to roll out eight and four, but you could be three plays from 10 and two and three plays from six and six.
1: Yeah. But it's also with the expansion, Ole Miss could slip up one time too many. And maybe be down a couple players at a couple spots, but still go nine and three, and still get in. Mm-hmm. And then it's a tournament. The tournament, yeah, yeah. Just see what happens. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the my last thing about winning out and just kind of a best case scenario for winning out. You went out somehow, get in at four, but you're not in Atlanta. But who cares? Because you get that extra week, mm-hmm. and you know to prepare, get healthy, you know, all of that. So um, if it were to come to that, I know there are going to be some people that are going to be mad last year of the sec championship game or, you know, divisions, whatever, um, not making it not winning the West outright. We know at that point, who cares? You're 11 and one you're in, just get healthy and get ready. All right. We got our 12 locks in. I'm excited for this weekend. Ben, you you made the point earlier, 11 a.m. kick, so Ole Miss gets a dub and you get the rest of the day to kick back and and watch games. So um.
3: Yeah, I mean, selfishly, I know it's not going to be quite – night games are just different. But with the the weather cooling off, I kind of like the day game. And, I mean, I'm just kind of old. I like waking up, having my coffee, you know, maybe a bite for breakfast, maybe not, and then rolling straight to the stadium and and watching the game. Like, I, I don't mind that at all. Especially you know. when it's 60 outside. that That's man. Yeah. I love oh, that. Yeah. That's right.
2: That's right. You can't, mm-hmm. can't be able can't to fire up the grill afterward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's a good slate of games. Um, we've got all of our picks here for you, got some winners as we look to improve on 63 and 45. Um, I'm, I'm, sheesh, feeling pretty good about our chances of, of getting to 70 wins through week 10. So, um, We'll be back next week for week eleven to recap everything here. Uh, big thanks to our title sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Remember promo code TOC twenty three, get you some merch, get that fifteen percent discount. And uh, hey, you know if you're if you got your doubts about can you pull off the bomber jacket, just do it and just get it. You could probably do it. Um, so thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in every week. This is what gives us the uh, the juice to uh, bring this show to you. We know that you folks like to enjoy it as much as we do, um, and thanks to the rest of the sponsors that make it possible. So that'll do it for Hit That Line Week 10, as we – week 10, man. Flew by. Um, Ole Miss looks to improve to 8-1 and on Saturday, 11 a.m. ESPN at Vaught-Hemingway. Get there if you can. Should be a fun one. For Ben, for Austin, I'm Zach and for nick too he's not here but he gave gave us some picks uh that'll do it until next week we out of here
4: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar